Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And Matt, we are uh, we're back. We're live. Uh, survived another week. Brownstown Speedway, obviously off last week, but. The Indiana Pro Late Models put in some work there on Friday and Saturday night on a on a busy race weekend. Friday and Sunday night. Friday and Sunday night, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I traveled to Thunder Valley on uh, Friday night and then all the way to Terre Haute on Sunday. Yeah, bi- big race weekend in Indiana here, This kind of this yeah. extended weekend. If you want to talk about, you know, obviously what's going on tonight at um, the infield at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah. Big weekend on the road course up there for both IndyCar and NASCAR. Um and uh, obviously, Indiana Pro Late Models, the North South. I know that's not Indiana, but close enough. We'll yeah, claim yeah. it. A um, lot of racing going on this weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huge deal. Tyler Collins won three in a row now. Yeah. Over in Vernon. Tyler Collins picks up three in a row. Uh, Raymond Humphrey gets another win in the Indiana Pro Late Models there at Thunder Valley Friday night. Yeah. Tyler Neal gets his ninth win at Terre Haute this year this year yeah <laughs> just to clarify yeah. for those following scoring at home just so those. I mean, you know, tyler's tyler's got nine peden's got four shelby miles has got two raymond humphrey's got two and devin gilpin has one so and everybody else is still chasing that's kind of the, you we just lost you there we go that's kind of the who's who of uh of racing right there man yeah and you know again uh I know I showed it to you today. If you've not gone over to Dirt to Media, go to Dirt to Media on Facebook. Um, great highlight video from from Terre Haute that uh, got put out yesterday. But there is a clip in there of Tyler mm-hmm. Neal going around the inside wall, and you can watch his nose valence bounce off of that inside wall. Yeah. And I mean, it is inches between speed and heading to the trailer early. It's just it's unbelievable what they're doing. So go check that out. But we got a really special guest tonight, Matt. Um, I know one of both of our favorite people. Yeah. Um, so oh, shucks, guy. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, the uh, Superstock uh, track sponsor there at Brownstown. Great guy. Very inventive with what he does with his class there. It's uh, Curtis Kaiser, affectionately known as Cowboy. Thank you. Good to be him, here tonight. Him, him and his wife own Pewter Hall there. So. And, and I, I, I said one of the big one of the ultimate racing fans and racing supporters yes. uh in this local area cowboy and i am i'm happy to say that because man what you do and i'm gonna get it right out of the way here 
what you and Darla both do for, mm -hmm. for racing in this area and, and what you continue to do. Um, there aren't enough thanks for what you guys continue to do to promote this sport and help the sport. It's our pleasure to be able to do it. Um, we would like to do more the past couple years, uh, obviously for reasons with, you know, COVID, uh, everybody blames co everything on COVID, <laughs> right? But, uh, really, you know, COVID has affected our business, uh, drastically the past two years uh, we've tried to stay involved try to do as much as we can uh, in spite of uh, because again we just love the sport and we want to see it continue to uh, thrive in Brownstown I want to say this real quick as we brought up you know the situation with COVID and especially in the industry you're in you know and, right. and events yes. uh, that's the first thing that was taken away and and you know we we reminded people to obviously get out and support. But one thing I want to say about you guys is you're right. Everybody blames everything on COVID and, and everybody makes it an excuse for things. Right. What I love and respect and appreciate about you guys is there's no doubt. The fact is it's hurt your business, Sure, but there's not a cry. There's not an excuse. There's not a woe is me. It's how do we find a way to keep this thing going to keep rolling? That's like I said, get out and buy you guys a ham salad, chicken salad, you know, when you were doing salami, man, support what you guys are doing because you guys are, you have no quit in you. And that's what I love and respect about what you guys are doing. We had to become resourceful. Uh, luckily, we were able to still keep our doors open and serve uh, lunches, which we do lunch through the week if we don't have catering events. Uh, we did a lot of lunches during uh, the shutdown, if you will. Uh, we were able to do curbside and carry out. So thankfully, we still had that that we could do. Uh, but then we had to say, okay, what are we going to fill in with? So we did, um, you know, the ham salad oh, story. Yeah. It's a it's a funny story. We had ham on hand surplus, <laughs> and I said, what are we going to do with this stuff? You know, <laughs> we had it in for an event. Uh, so I I get out the old hand crank grinder, you know, a little one, and I start. And Darla looks at me and she goes, you think you're going to be able to sell that stuff? <laughs> do we need to maybe? post on facebook that we're going to be doing this just to see i don't want to see if you there's make, i don't want to see you make all this stuff and then us have to eat it you know what i mean <laughs> so uh so i put it on facebook and it just blew up and it's just unbelievable the support um that the community and the county has given us on uh on the things that we we tried to say what can we offer what can we do that someone locally is not doing that won't take business from somebody else okay we were able to sell carry out alcohol. I did not want to take away from those who did that for a living, but thankfully we were able to uh, get rid of our inventory that we had on hand uh, by doing that, being able to sell carry out. So uh, again, we just had to become resourceful and uh, figure out how to make it work and keep the lights on. And we were able to do that with support of the county. So. And, it, and if you're listening or you, you're listening later, if you've never been down there to eat lunch or, or pick up what you have, and, and you're humble, but I, I will say it, hands down, some of the best food you can get, whether I, you're, I whether you're catering, you. whether it's your lunches, uh, anything that I've had that you've, you've been a part of has always been excellent. So it, Thank you. We take pride in uh, consistency, provide a quality product, a consistent product, um, and do it the same uh, so when you come there at any event, 
Uh, if you have roast beef, it's the same roast beef you had the last time. So, and if anybody's uh, seen me, I've had a lot of food. <laughs> I've, I've taste tested a lot. And um, well, that's what I was gonna say with the events coming back on board too. You have a great facility there, you know, and uh, you know people need to look at you for for holding their events, you know, of any kind, right there. Because from from a value standpoint, obviously, we think we are the best value anywhere um, within you know three or four counties simply because we're a one-stop shop we have the venue that has seating up to 600 people um, we do have a commercial kitchen on site and provide all the catering and we also have a three-way alcohol license um, beer wine liquor we're your one-stop shop oh, yeah. for your event uh, we try to make it easy for you let us take care of the headache and uh, you show up and have a good time that's what we i know every time about. i've ever been there it's been a good time yeah, I've never left disappointed. Dustin always has a better time than I do. But, uh, Some have better times than others, that's for sure. But, it's usually because you're my driver. But, uh, it's, but you put the offer out there. I'm, I, I do, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take advantage. He calls so. me dad when we leave there. I ain't figured that's that okay. out yet. Well, it's because you're always ready to go before I am. I've got a curfew when I'm riding with you. The one time is a good thing we left when we did, and we would have never made it back. Uh, yeah, be a snowstorm? That, yeah. The blizzard, yeah, yeah. The Speedway banquet night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was saying I'd have a good time. Matt came and said, we need to go now. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, have a good time. Then I walked outside. I was like, oh, we, we do need to we go. We need to go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Totally get it now. Yeah, D Dustin and Derek Clegg were discussing Fireball, and then all of a sudden it was like, it's time to leave, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was deep in discussion. I had, had a few more questions I wanted to ask before I left. <laughs> but, Curtis, I'm going to jump in right here. And, and like we said, I mean, honestly – Yes, race supporter, what you guys do is huge, but the reason why you support the racing community so much is, at heart, you're just the ultimate race fan. I mean, just like the rest of us. I I got involved uh, in racing at Brownstown Speedway. I think it was 1988. Uh, I'd been to the races a few times, but Scott Butt, who owned Druthers Restaurant mm -hmm. there in Brownstown, I worked for him. He and Bob Bain had a what was called a street stock at that time. And Scott and Bob invited me to go to the races one night with them just to hang out in the pits. And so I did. And, you know, wow. Hooked hard. Uh, got the, the hardest drug there is right oh, yeah. there. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I went with them and then was working at was Dairy Queen at the time. Druthers became Dairy Queen. Jason Heyman yeah, was yeah. working there. He was in high school. Uh, worked the drive through a lot. And I was working there as a manager. And, uh, Could you imagine getting a blizzard from Jason? <laughs> well, this is this is what I love about this story. We we've talked about the the tree that came out of Mastersville, you know, with all the guys that came out of it. Druthers and Dairy Queen and Brownstown's got about the same tree. Yeah, yeah. successful yeah, right. race. Yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, Nathan Patman worked there. Uh, Ryan Heyman, Jason Heyman, um, but Jason asked one night after work. He said, "Will you help me?" set a motor in this which was a a full-size enduro car at that time and he couldn't get anybody to go down there and help him so i went down and helped him and you know i worked with him for 25 years probably oh yeah uh, crewing for him and moved up to super stocks and um just kept doing kept going with him and then loving every minute of it and uh then once we purchased pewter hall wasn't able to participate in that capacity um uh, but before that, I even worked at at the track. Um, You've done a little bit of everything Brown. at the track. I, I track yeah. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, the, I think the only thing I haven't done is 
uh, flag and promote <laughs> the track. So those are pretty about, two headache jobs. Yeah, so you probably don't want those you know, anyway. Front gate concessions, uh, wrecker announce. Um, just done a little bit of everything. Oh yeah. There. Just because again, I got to be there. You know, got to see it. So I was watching YouTube videos last week and watched you interview uh some pure stock drivers on youtube before the goatee man you were clean shaven yes, guy yeah. J- interviewed uh, jason combs probably and didn't look, recognize me. i did as soon as i said well there's cowboy right <laughs> yeah. there yeah. so uh, i think that was after uh, was it in the pits after a yeah race? yeah there, there was some controversy yeah. if i remember correctly between him and another driver there's three uh, there's three of them it, i can't remember i think it was dustin carr it was and jimmy ruddick you're exactly right and jason combs yeah yeah Uh, man you're right on there there was uh that was a good night (laughs) it was good racing that night good hard racing and uh there was a good stories came out of that though i want to back up and ask you this because we we talked about this a little bit last week when dustin carr was on here but but going back to jason Heyman and and all the years that that you were with him Mm -hmm. I, i have said repeatedly i've told jason this when jason said i'm done i sold the car he ain't lying. I, I yeah. did you ever think that it was going to be that way, or because I even told him at a basketball game that winter, I said I'll see you at the track come spring, and and he said no, you won't. Like I, and it was like, like almost like I was calling him a liar, but right, I really right. I was. I thought he was, but he had quit, if you will. He had gotten out a couple times, but he always kept his motor. Okay, so he'd sell a chat. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to quit. And he'd keep his motor. And I'm like, you ain't quitting you cap your motor you're still gonna run but this past time whenever he did it he meant it he sold every part he had car wow. trailer motor parts and i said you're done and he's like yep that's it when i get grandkids i'm done and he means it so that's and, wild and i will say this and i said it last week too he's happy like yeah. i mean and, and loving it loving it i love seeing him he comes up to the trailer when we're broadcasting you know, shoots the bull with us, and and I'm I'm glad to see he is happy. But still, if you if somebody brought me a big bet, I'd have taken it. Jason Heyman would have been right back in it, and I'd have and I I'd have lost. Else, you're right. And I think everybody would have been in the boat with you. So, uh, um, but I mean, that's the way you do it. I mean, he had won everything he could win that year, and if you're going to go out, go out on top, man. You know, you're exactly right. I mean, 2018 was his greatest uh, I mean, year ever i mean year, you couldn't have scripted it any better yeah. i mean uh yeah with the the championships that he won and uh, the races that he won finally won the scott patman oh, yes. and, and that was one that he wanted for a long time he was able to get that race that that year so yeah yeah it, go it's, out with a bang go out on top it's it's a great story but i i wanted to hear your perspective knowing your connection to him because like i said i I called him a liar for a long time, but he has definitely made me eat my words. So, <laughs> well, like I said, when Dustin was on, I seen him at Kokomo, and he was adjusted to just being a fan. I mean, it's amazing that you know. When I seen Tim Clark Saturday night, he said he still has a little bit of an itch. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Jason was like, "I'm good." You know, I, I was amazed at that. And he's had some opportunities uh, since he's quit. Some really good opportunities to drive for other people, and he just. He said, "When I'm when I'm done, I'm done." So, and like I said, I just think that's so cool that that you you feel that that you've completed that chapter or that yeah. book. You know that I I can go be a fan and enjoy it. So many guys that get out have that man. I can't go back to the track because if I go back, I'll get hooked again, and I I don't want to get back into like 
I'm so happy for him that he can just come and watch and be a fan and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it mm-hmm. and not feel like, man, I wish I was racing again. Right. So let's talk about you coming up from what we, we had always affectionately called the Pewter Hall Pure Stocks and becoming the Pewter Hall Super Stocks. How do we end up in the Super Stock class? Well, we started out as the Pewter Hall Hornets, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2014, 2015, we sponsored the Hornet class. Uh, had the opportunity to move up to the Pure Stocks just because that sponsor um, didn't want to sponsor a class anymore or something. So uh, Jim asked us if we wanted to do that. So we did. Always wanting to sponsor the Super Stocks. I mean, that's where uh, I started out years ago with the street stocks those that's always been my favorite class we wanted to sponsor that class for a long time uh opportunity wasn't there understanding that the sponsor that had that they had first option to Mm -hmm. to to re-up if you will um and i always told jim i said if it comes open i want it we want to sponsor the super stocks that's my favorite class uh always has been and um you know 2019 he called me and said, hey, super stocks are yours if you want them. So here we are. And this is where I give you the most props at is, you know, we got a lot of companies and we're appreciative of them saying, you know, we'll sponsor this class. Here's some money. And, you know, you show up, you are probably more interactive with the drivers in your class of anybody I've ever seen as a sponsor. You know, you go around the pits, go visit them. You know, you make sure they got their sticker on, on their car. You know, you, you make T-shirts for them. And then you come up with creative ways to get them bonuses, man. And I think that is absolutely amazing how you do all that stuff with your, with your class right there. It's for me. I mean, it's all, <laughs> it really is. Uh, it keeps me involved. Uh, it keeps me knowing who's running that class and who's doing good in that class. I, I look forward to seeing the results if I'm not able to be at the racetrack because we have events. I look forward to seeing the results, who's running good, who's doing what, look at the points. and Right. Uh, it, so really it, it's to keep me involved and – to keep me pacified if you will um i had to grin the night you was you was in the pit selling these t-shirts yeah and uh you know webley one of your your drivers come up there and i seen him walk away from after talking to you and he looked like he went down t-shirt road eldora speedway man he had three uh grocery bags full of t-shirts from you and i thought he was our best customer oh he had to be (laughs) man he had to be and uh you know uh, me and Webb go way back to um, worked with him up at a factory in Seymour uh, Union Camp years ago out at Freeman Field. Uh, we were both working there whenever they, they closed. He actually moved to South Carolina with that company. Uh, but, yeah, Webb, Webb's a big supporter of, uh, of us. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he he purchased a lot of shirts. And I had some special shirts made for Webb, actually, because uh, – his favorite color of shirt is black. So, yes, and I didn't offer these in black, but Webb got a black one. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Web, Web you always take care of Web. Web's <laughs> always got to have something a little special, you know. I I'm all right with that. Well, I am too. I'm we did some right Lee Racing hats for him, and he came in. And he said, "Hey, I need three of those with a goat on the side." Yep. <laughs> like, I yep. got you. We <laughs> we get a goat on the side yep. for you, Web. Whatever you need, brother. But yeah. You know, and that's what I was going to say about, you know, the drivers that are in that class. Not only is it one of the most competitive classes at, at Brownstown Speedway, um, if not the most competitive class, but you've got such characters in that class, too. And, and, and not characters in like a they're a joke, but Webb Lee is great for the sport. Absolutely. Sam Lee's great for the sport. JT Huffman's great for the sport. You get all these guys, Derek Click, 
that are personalities that come with that group. And I yeah. think that's what makes that super stock so, so much fun. And especially if you're a fan and you've never bought a pit pass and walked through the pits at, at Brownstown Speedway, go buy one, go walk up to Webley's pit. He is going to give you a tour of the car. He's going to tell you everything about it. You'll end up, you'll be a Webley and a Lee, Lee and Sons racing fan before you walk away. You so, may need an interpreter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, I've had guys, I've had guys get texts from Webb and they'll send to me and say, "What's he mean by this?" So yeah. I, I worked with him long enough. I understand him. <laughs> I don't say I don't want to say understand Webb because I don't think anybody really understands Webb. You can you can at least work through it. Yeah, we, <laughs> I get, think, we can get through it. I think the funniest thing there is you have Webb, but then the guy that hangs out with him the most at the racetrack is Steve Hollers, which is a 180 degrees off of Webb. Mm-hmm. And you know they they hang out. We clarified a month ago that Webb doesn't have friends. <laughs> you know that was Webb's clarification there. I don't have friends. You know I, I know so you that's guys. That's what he meant that night at track when he said this guy's my friend. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're you must be the only one. <laughs> so because he come up and you know I, he he said something. You know the way Webb says something. And I right. said, well, I thought we were friends. He's like, I ain't got friends. And then. <laughs> You know, Steve Hollers was standing there. He's like, well, I thought I was your friend, too. And I don't have no friends. And then, you know, night you was there. This is my friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, I take that as a compliment. I, I'm proud to call Webb a friend. I would yeah. say 100%. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. won't claim it, but I truly believe we are friends, you know, because yeah. he is he's an awesome guy, I think. I, yeah. I enjoy Webb, yep. you know. And, and what, again, what a history, what a story with Brownstown Speedway. And like I said, that that's what I – that's – that's grassroots racing right there mm-hmm. you know what those guys come out and do every week so that's that's what's so much fun to talk about another guy there in that super stock class you know jt huffman mm-hmm. leading the points right now right young kid had had tons of success at thunder valley announced he's going for the title yeah officially going yeah. for it but had tons of success at thunder valley had dabbled at brownstown obviously we knew he had talent picks up his first win this year and then Man, it's just been bar the door since then, and and has ran awesome mm-hmm. all year. Picked up two more wins, yeah, three wins this year at Brownstown. Yeah. now, so so I mean, what do you think about a kid like that? That you know, as you're as a sponsor of that class, you know, that young kid that's just tearing it up right now, and is appreciative yes. of what he's getting. Um, you know, we try to post a winner picture, feature winner picture on our Facebook page every week. Um, and every time we do, JT is thankful. Thanks for thanks for what you do. So it's good to see um, a younger guy coming up, being successful. All all the guys, younger guys yeah. coming up, being successful. Uh, and they, I feel like they truly appreciate what we try to do for them. So that makes us want to do it even more. Knowing, I think you're, knowing that they appreciate it. I think you get thanked more in Victory Lane than any other track sponsor does. You know, I I hear them. You know, I want to thank. You know, Cowboy and Peter Hall. I mean, I hear that so much when I go down and interview those guys out of the, the super stocks. So. Well, and I think it's exactly what you just said, too. I think it's more than just, hey, I threw money at this. It's a relationship. You yeah. are the pits talking to them. You are posting things about them. You're, you're promoting them as well. Um, and I think that uh, that appreciation continues on. But, yeah, it's just it's such a cool class right now with with all of those guys. And like I said, you got J.T. Huffman right now. Well, Tucker Shastain got 500 bucks from you off of yeah. Fair Week. I rolled the dice on that one, you know. Oh, yeah. Thinking, I, I, I go back and I think there's no one won both fair races. 
and that's that's a safe bet. So just like you and the the Heyman deal, I thought that's a safe bet. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put that up and gladly paid it though. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, whenever he won both of them, I'm like, that's off. Oh yeah. So, that's that's kind of like the the weekend of the Born Free Forty when we decided we'd say if any crate could win the Super Race, we'd do a thousand dollar bonus, and we thought there's no way. And then we got the text: there's six supers here tonight, and we were like. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it would have happened, we'd have gladly paid it. But Absolutely. it was that moment of like, oh, we didn't really bet this as well as what we thought we had. But, but it was really cool to see those crate guys run good. It was awesome. Oh, yes. And it was, and like I said, same thing you just said. Had somebody done it, we'd have gladly paid it right. because that's, that's what makes us so much fun to go out and do. But you're right. I mean, watching what Tucker did that week and, and the excitement he had to mm-hmm. pick up that bonus from you was mm-hmm. really cool to see. Yep. Well, what you did for him, because he, you know, he said in Victory Lane that he re- only races off his winnings. Right. So, you know, you kind of gave him maybe, you know, a little bit of a cushion there to be able to finish the year out. You know, you don't know how hard it is for these guys maybe to get out, you know, race the whole season. He's had some tough breaks this yes, year. Yes, he has. I mean, the, the very next week, he goes out and and, and breaks something. So yeah. So, he, he had a, a, you know, didn't get to finish that race. So, you know, those are the kind of guys that you go, man. That's why it happened. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he needed that. So. Yes, he did. Yeah. So you got J.T. Huffman right now leading the points in the Pewter Hall uh, Super Stocks. Zach you almost Sasser. Said pure stocks, didn't you? I almost did. Pewter Hall Pure Stocks just rolls off your tongue, and I catch myself sometimes. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to actually think through it. I was <laughs> yeah. so used to the other. Zach Sasser right now in second place. And that, that right there is a young boy that has a feature win at Brownstown coming very soon. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Tucker Shastain there in third, Bradley Fry in fourth, Derek Clegg in fifth. And to talk about Clegg real quick, he's coming too. It's just yeah. it, it you talk about the bad luck bug. Yeah, he's just, he's got a monkey that, that is on his back and will not get off. Seems man, to keep getting him. Steve Hollers right there in sixth. Isaiah Sasser right now, leading rookie of the year. Yes. The uh um Schaefer Photo and Custom T rookie of the year. Uh, Tanner Shastain in eighth. So right there in the top eight, you got two sets of brothers in mm-hmm. the top eight of yeah. the, the Pewter Hall Superstocks. Um, Grant Simpson right there in ninth, another rookie. And then 10th right now, Tommy East. and Feature winner. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, when you look down that list, so that's not even getting into a lot of the others that that haven't raced full time this year. But, man, that's a, that's a great crop of people to get to go watch race. You look at the top 20, 25, and you go – there's, there's a lot of these guys could win a race. Yes. Oh, that, yeah. That are contenders. So, you know, from a from a competition standpoint, I've always said Superstocks is the most competitive class out there. So, uh, and, 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 and these guys have done – they've shown that this year. Oh, yeah. You've had, what, uh, 12 races so far and six different winners? Yeah. And I, and I got to say, I think the big thing in that that amazes me the most about Superstocks because – the pure stock class at Brownstown is obviously good too. I'm not taking anything away from it, but it seems like when when you lose some of those names that move up, it takes a few years for it to fill back up. Right. You look at the super stock class; it seems like it's always loaded. I mean, if you look back just a few years ago, when you had, you know, Aubrey Mounts, you know, Jason Col- Heyman, Colton Sullivan, Colton Sullivan, Jimmy I mean, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Now. We've replaced it with brand new names, but the racing is just as good. And some of those other classes, you have a little bit more of a roller coaster. But that super stock class, it seems like every year, no matter who the names are, it's it's going to be competitive. It's a good class. Mm-hmm. It's a good, solid class. All right, so I'm going to throw this out. You know, as we kind of talk about, um, you know, 
competition, and I want to see it, being the ultimate race fan. But, Matt, I kind of threw this to you earlier this week, but obviously the story of 2021 um, has to include Kyle Larson in it if we're talking about racing. Right. Um, if you look at right now, he's got five NASCAR Cup wins. He's got a million-dollar All-Star win. He won the Chili Bowl. He won the Prairie Dirt Classic. He won the Kings Royal and just finished up winning the Knoxville Nationals. There was a great article this week calling out Roger Penske and Rick Hendrick to get together, figure out a way to put Larson in IndyCar. So my question to both of you, as racing historians, as ultimate race fans, if Kyle Larson had the opportunity to get in good equipment at the Indy 500, does he have a shot to win? Absolutely. Without a doubt. He's a I, talent. He I is think a he, talent. Yeah. I think he, he could almost win with mediocre equipment. I, my yeah. only thing with good equipment, my argument against good equipment was I don't know how he'll react to a car that actually sticks to the ground. You know, when he goes into turn one and it just turns, the back end doesn't slide out from underneath him, that might freak him out more than if it's out loose and sliding through the corner of what he's used to. So I, I, I 100% agree. I think the guy has got more talent than what we even realized at one point. Kyle Larson's so fast, it took him three laps for the national anthem, man. Yeah, that, that's still one of the <laughs> that's best. The summer nationals race. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? No, was the, that the flow, the, the flow, Castrol. The, the flow race. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the one where he had never been. He'd never raced at Brownstown never. before. No, and, mm. I, and I've said this on here before. You watched him in, in hot laps, and he comes out, and the first lap he runs, he goes over turn four. Yep. The second lap, he gets close. He doesn't go over, but he's still slow. The third lap, he's on the track. He looks good. Fourth lap, he nails it. Goes out, sets fast time, wins a seat, wins a race. Like, I've just—he's a quick study. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never seen a guy. <laughs> no way around it. That just, yeah. like we we have talked a, a thousand times on here to drivers of all levels that you know talk about how hard Brownstown is to figure out, and I literally watched Kyle Larson nail it in four laps. Yeah, that I've watched guys that have tons of talent not figure it out for years and. Right. Larson went out in four laps and went, okay, I got this. Here we go. So I, I just think it's interesting because, like I said, we, we've talked a lot about some of the greats that have done it across the board, you know, the A.J. Foyts, the Tony Stewarts that have done it across all different kinds of stuff. But you got to throw him in there right now because he is um, he's doing it anything and everything he gets in. Right. Well, when we talked in your office the other day, you said at best there will, there will never be another guy like him come along that has won what he's won. You know, like he has, you got to let him have the chance to get the Indy the Indy five hundred. Also, you know, you have to let him. And, and and the thing I said there too, and that's what I think is so amazing. And I, I grew up a huge Tony Stewart fan, um, and you know what Tony did as a young driver with the USAC Triple Crown and being the first guy to do it, all of those kind of things was amazing. But when he was at the height of his NASCAR career, yes, he went and raced dirt, but he wasn't at the height of his dirt career at that point. He couldn't do them both at the same time, and he even said. When people ask, why can't you go and dominate the Knoxville Nationals? And he said, these guys do this week in, week out. I can't just jump in. And these guys are extremely talented. And no one had ever done that. Kyle Larson has said, no, I can just jump in and go do this. And that's right. what blows my mind mm -hmm. is if he was barely making it in NASCAR and doing all this dirt stuff, okay, I get it. But to be at the top of your game in the Cup Series every weekend and winning crown jewel events on dirt is just – unheard of successful at a high level no matter where he goes yes oh, yeah, no yeah. Matter, i mean <laughs> or what he's in exactly 
and you know i got lucky at the the flow race he happened to be walking in the pits there at brownstown with me and i just got a chance to talk to him for a little bit and i said what's the biggest difference and he said flat out he said it's a late model he said i can translate more out of the midget and the sprint car to the cup car than what i can the late model he said the late model is a whole different beast like nothing i've ever driven before and i thought oh that's kind of cool he probably he might struggle here a little bit and like i said four laps in there was no struggle so it was <laughs> interesting struggled for three laps yeah, yeah that was that was rough i mean <laughs> so but i did want to throw that out there like i said i just think it's it's one of those cool things i hope it can happen because i agree with both of you i think i think if you're betting your better bet is to bet with kyle larson mm-hmm. right now all right looking at all the other classes there at Roundtown cowboy who is a few drivers you'd like to see come out of another class and race the super stock thinking of the you know dustin Carr would be one yeah preston so. Carr. you know give preston a few more years mm-hmm. he'll be in a super stock see um, i'd like to see dustin because then we get another set of brothers you know him and brandon can battle it out and right. you know, when he was here he said he didn't want to battle brandon but right i kind of like that brother rivalry i i, I like mm-hmm. that twist in the drama i mean you've got brother some- seems to work better than brother-in-laws lately oh yeah that's a fact I think if your brother-in-law is... That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> uh, sorry to those guys. That might have been too soon. I, I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe I shouldn't have. Shouldn't yeah. have went with the brother-in-laws. Brothers do race a little better. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> well, we had all three Chastains, you know, racing each other. and There for and, a bit. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Rourke boy? Yeah. Uh, Dalton. Yeah. I'd like to see him move up and, and do something. And those Hornet guys, I, I can't keep track of them anymore. Uh, wow, those things are wild. Oh yeah, <laughs> they are wild. And and you've got a lot of guys running in that class that, there again, there's a lot of them can win. Depends on what night, mm-hmm. um, what night it is out there. So. And you know, I really feel sorry for those guys because they race their asses off, and no one sticks around to watch them. I, you know, sometimes I think that is one of the better features of the night you know they're side by side doing it out and you know people miss out on that yeah you know one there in the hornets that i'll say and and it's probably a cliche with the success he's had but jacob owens i would love to see move up and get into a super Mm -hmm. stock you know obviously um the years that jeremy ran the modified over there now being in the late model and i would love to see jacob get up into a super stock and have that opportunity i agree yeah so Cal, what about you? Who who would you like to see move up there? Well, that would be one, obviously. Um, I would have to say I, I think that I would agree with the Preston Carr. Um, I just think, man, and and I know we had him on just last week. For eleven years old, that kid has got a really really bright future, and it's well beyond. Don't get me wrong; he's got talent sitting in the seat, but his demeanor the way he handled himself and i know if you you watch last week's episode he's quiet but even talking to him off the air there's nothing cocky about it there's nothing i got a race car at 11 years old he's appreciative he gets the work that goes into it he's determined um i'm just saying this right now if you're if you're a race sponsor looking for a kid to to get behind that's one that's going to pay you dividends down the road and uh so yeah i would say i would say preston for sure um you know and this isn't a knock on what they're doing and i'm, I'm gonna go to the modified class and it's not a knock on what they're doing in the modified class 
I would love to see some of those young guns of the modified jump into uh, a, a super stock for some races. You know, a, a Braden Watson. You know, a. Um, so you went where I was going to go. I I, I would know, like to see some of those guys in that super stock class. Just you know, I, I again not taking away what they're doing in their modifieds or saying they should get out of their modified. Just to have that competition with those other super stock guys, I'd be interested mm-hmm. to see how they would fare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would probably go to some of those young guns in that modified class. Yeah, that's that's I, I thought about Braden, you know, Braden Watson, and uh, you know, I kind of a I'm kind of a fan of Dalton Fleener you know in in the pure stocks going back to the pure stocks i'd like to see him try his hand at the super stock because i actually think he's a pretty smooth driver there yeah i think it's you know it's just such a good class for those guys to to really build on you know wherever they've been you know i I think Mm -hmm. that you look at some of the guys that have gone from those super stocks in the crates or um continuing to kind of move up it seems like there's just a lot of success there that comes out of that that super stock class. I think it is because you have to compete so hard every week in and week out, right. you know, with, with some of the best that are there. So, yeah, those would probably be the ones that I would I would throw out for sure. But I, I And then if you want to talk about nostalgia, you know, I would love to see, you know, Tyler Kane back in a super stock. I'd love to see Steve Peden back in a super stock. I'd love to see Jamie Wilson. <laughs> Tyler Tim, Tyler Neal back in a super stock. He's not been gone nearly as long as some of the others. But Tim Clark, yeah. So if Mark we're talking Barber, <laughs> Mark Barber. Oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. If we're talking yeah. nostalgia, yeah, I would love to see some of those guys come back. Um, Alan Magner and race him again. Magner's yeah. Oh yeah. Magner'd be a really good one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are if you, if we're throwing out some of those kind of ideas, those would definitely be ones I'd love to come back and see. Jason Heyman. He's done. <laughs> I thought we established. That I'm, I'm trying. I've been told, I'm trying. I'm I've trying. been told he's done. <laughs> so, so Curtis, as you as you look ahead and you know you kind of think about this stuff, what what excites you about this class and the and the future of the super stocks? Well, the car counts are getting better. Um, I, I would like to see continued car count growth. Um, some of the other guys move up mm-hmm. and uh, some of the guys that are having success right now I think they're probably going to be some of them try to move up um, but there are a lot of guys that are content with super stocks because mm-hmm. it's a competitive class and, and um, so I would like to see the continued growth there and I've kicked around the idea of doing a big race for them um, again it's going to take some um, some doing, some figuring out, somebody a lot smarter than me on how to uh, accomplish that. But I'd like to see a big money race for some super stocks. Um, we went over to, I can't even remember where it was at, Zanesville, Ohio, used <laughs> to have uh, a big super stock race. And uh, me and Heyman went over there a couple years. And it, it was a big money race, and they had a ton of cars, and it was two-day show oh wow uh so i would like to see work on that and 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 get a big big money race and uh um, try to figure out how to how to step through that and uh make it work and get get cars from um not just around here you know some it's going to take uh some cars coming from elsewhere make it worth a, a big enough payday to where it would entice them to come and we'd have to figure out the rules would be the the thing that we'd have to uh 
step through and figure out but uh that's something that i've kicked around i loved your topless event that you had that was i mean that was very cool to hey we're gonna do this cool event you know event take you know the tops off and it, it was very cool yeah different so and i i love the i was just having this conversation with somebody the other day but just talking about you can make events around classes other than the late models exactly. and that's and that's not knocking the late models but you can run and and, and other tracks do it very successfully um i mean when we were just over there for um you know the at lawrenceburg for the big modified show i mean you know you've got 78 some modifieds in there with you know 12 late models that showed up so i love that idea of giving those super stock guys their chance to be the show mm -hmm. not just it's it's our night we're the support class that shines tonight it's right this is a super stock show you're coming for a super stock show yeah. and i think sometimes we get caught up in well will the fans come watch that yes they will because it's good racing right. well I, I think the super stocks are building their own fan base i would agree with you that. know I, I think we could have a night of no late models and like you said this the super stocks are the stars tonight and i think we would get a good turnout for that because the racing's that good yeah and I think that's something as, as, you know, promoters, as media, you know, that we have to continue to promote. And you just said it right there with the Hornets, too. You know, this idea that the only good racing to watch are late models is so false. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and I agree with you. It wears me out at some of these, best, especially these traveling shows, to watch the number of people that pack up and leave after, you know, the Supers run or the Modifieds run or whatever it may be. And I'm thinking first of all you paid the same price to get in there's four more classes to race there's a lot of racing left and oh, you've yeah. missed probably three of the best features tonight that right. are getting ready to come out yeah. there and yeah. and i think the more we can push people just stay you know just stay and even if i get it sometimes we run late but stay for one more class and yeah. start seeing some of the stuff because i'm telling you this isn't a knock on late models i love watching late models run but there's a lot of nights that they're not the best feature of the night well a couple of years ago people would leave before the pure stocks and then that racing got real good and i've noticed they linger for that you right. know it's like well let's stick around you know especially now with Carr and, and rourke battling like they have been battling right you know let's stick around and watch this because they look really good in the heat race and i wish i, I truly wish they would give the hornets a chance too because those guys race just as hard and you know is it as expensive as a late model absolutely not but it's they're still spending good everything racing. they can to race and they race just as good door to door side by side put on a good show and yes. i did notice the last at the iron man race um there was a good crowd there that night and there was a lot of crowd stuck around that yeah. night for the support classes so um well and one thing that helps when the super stocks race is there's 472 blue crew blue shirts up there for jt huffman so <laughs> right. it yeah. still looks like yeah. the stands are full just because of his his crew up there and no I, I nothing but love to the blue crew that's one of the coolest things whether you're at thunder valley or brownstown is you know when jt huffman has hit the track because yeah. they're going nuts i'm gonna throw this out there too most people probably don't know i know me and jt both know it but for every year that i've been involved with the fun fest the championship cornhole game is played on huffman's boards for some reason those are the boards we pick so you mm. know 
Man. And he made that. I didn't realize it till last year when he went to pick his boards up. And he's like, championship game always played on my boards. I'm like, they really are. Trivia fact right there. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh, something to give away a T-shirt next time we're at Brownstown <laughs> Speedway. If you're listening, yeah. remember whose cornhole boards are always used. Cause that's yeah. a, that's and I don't know why, you know, because, he, he, I mean, he brings these boards over early that day. We knows we're going to have the tournament. And uh, we always end up playing on his, you know. But I think next year, I'll go ahead and let this out. We're going to have the cornhole tournament in the infield, and we're going to announce it over the intercom and uh, try to make it way bigger than cramming it in the pavilion for the Fun Fest. That's that's a lot of pressure for some people. Oh, I know. Ethan Barrow might have to start drinking just a little earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so, so, Curtis, and... Uh, uh, Again, I want to I want to kind of tie things back up here a little bit, but you know, what I, I want to ask this for people that don't know, you have a tendency to come up with some really wild mm-hmm. bonuses. Just what? something to make it interesting. It, where do you come up with this stuff from? A lot of times it's last minute. <laughs> uh, hey, let's do this. You know, uh, the backwards Hornet race. That was awesome. I've heard stories from racing years back in the 50s. They used to do crazy stuff where they chain cars together and um, you know run so many laps forward, so many laps backwards. Obviously, I don't think it's a good idea with uh, <laughs> with the quality of equipment that we're running these days. But I always try to do something rather than which I know this past uh, during the fair money went to the winner, to the feature winner. Uh, we've tried to do things to to spread the money out a little bit back through the field uh you know the guy that didn't make the feature uh you're taking a top two out of the concy the guy that finished third throw him some money to where he actually won more than start money for the feature so it actually benefited him uh we tried to do one one night where uh if you're running fifth if you finish sixth, we paid a bonus that you would make more money than fifth. So we were trying to see if anybody would be running fifth and, you know, get, at the line, get on the brakes at the line. Uh, but those guys were point points racing. And uh, I watch for that stuff too, with your bonuses. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, are they laps winding down counting? Okay. Right. I, you know, I, I need right. to go back a spot, yeah. you know, but uh, we just try to do some again, just uh, to amuse ourselves, I guess. Well, I, I love it. And, and, I will say one that I heard, it was at the Merle Downey when we were up there at Lawrenceburg uh, broadcasting, but a guy came up to the booth and he threw a $100 bonus to the slowest qualifier of the night. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of cool because that guy, he, he may not make the show. He needs 100 it may be, yeah. yeah, he needs he, 100 He bucks. pulled all the way over here. He did this and just, you know, to and, and they didn't announce it until qualifying was done, so that guy couldn't go out and just putt. Right. But to think, man. I just set the slowest time, but then at least have a hundred dollar bill put in your pocket. Yeah, it was just a cool thing. I yeah. thought, you know, that's that's pretty cool of an idea just to throw it out like that. So then, you know, kind of looking ahead, you know, what are some? You know, you talked about the, uh, you know, trying to do a big race for them, but what are some things that you you really want to see with this Superstock class? I'm I'm pretty content with the way things are going, really. I guess. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are guys out there. So many those guys need to be teched closer. 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to push that. You know, that's not my spot as a sponsor to say, you need to tech the, could we? Yeah, probably. Are they doing something? There's gray area in every rule package. So, And that's what makes um, the sport the sport. That's right. It, uh, it's, it, it's finding that gray area. So, you know. Those uh, that race in the gray are the fast guys, you know. That's that's why the, it's gray. That's why it's a gray area. The that's rule right. book keeps growing right. because people figure out the gray area, and then it has to become black and white. Mm-hmm. You have to move on to another gray area. That's 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 what this sport was built on. Right. I mean, I, so and no, it, I, I don't know, disagree. You, see, you always see. Well, we need to do something about the cost of of cost of racing is getting out of hand. It's because those guys are spending it. Yeah. You know, somebody's spending it, so the next guy's going to spend it to. You know, and you always say they're talking about the cost of of tires and shocks, and and they come in in a enclosed double stacker in a toter home, and you're going that doesn't win races. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are that those are costs that. So you know, the cost deal, uh, and that's I think that's what was cool about Heyman's 2018 tour. I agree with that. Open trailer going down the road, man. That's what. Yeah. I, and, you know, going down the road, kids can see the car on the trailer. Um, gotta get, we got to keep kids and, and continue to find ways to get kids involved in this to, to keep them, to keep the keep it going. You know, um, so that's something else we've kicked around on. How do we? Uh, one night we did the the trophy. That was mm-hmm. with the Pure Stocks, I think, where uh, we drew tickets to where each kid was paired with a driver. And uh, due to time, they weren't able to go down on the track and meet the driver and do driver introduction. But nonetheless, we had a trophy for the kid, and uh, that kid got to go out on the, the front stretch to victory lane and uh, meet the driver, get to, to do that. And so we've got to get creative and find ways to get kids involved and keep them involved. Uh, a couple so, weeks. so they get that bug and uh, absolutely keep us going. A couple of weeks ago, that's, there was a kid when I would go down on my first – interview when i came back up man he wanted to talk to me he was beyond excited so the, you know next time we went down he talked to me again and we got there and he got down to the the hornet feature and i said if you're still here when i come down to go talk to the hornet winner i said you can go across the track with me if it's okay with mom and dad and they're like yeah that's fine and that boy you know we got on the racetrack he's like i've never been on the racetrack before you know i've never mm-hmm. been victor lane mm-hmm. before and i thought this kid is now hooked for life because he got an experience that right. he didn't expect. You know that when I was a kid, we went across the racetrack and walked to the pits after the races to go see everybody. And you know that was my favorite time. You know I got to walk where the race cars ran. I got to you know smell the cars, hear them. You know, and that was to me that was the greatest thing ever. And people stuck around in the pits. Yeah. The the drivers and the crews stuck around in the pits. Um, well, they used to all line up on the front stretch to get paid. To get paid. That was years and years ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they. I think uh, if more folks would do that, mm-hmm. stick around a little longer, and I realize it's late sometimes when, when they get finished, but stick around. There may be somebody who wants to come talk to you and, yeah. and see you. And you might sell a T-shirt or, or you know, pick exactly. up a fan. or Exactly. And But you're exactly right with, you know, trying to get those young kids hooked and I think sometimes we fr- yours is already hooked oh my three-year-old is, yeah it's he, he he finally he has beat down the door to get to go to the races with me this year and i and i have held off because and it's i'm i'm a problem for what i tell everybody else but with what we do my three-year-old is nuts and 
I can't be working and set and take care of him. Right. So thank goodness my wife got to come one day and, and he thought it was the Jackson 100 when Jim was out there on the water truck. <laughs> I mean, he was losing his mind All about it. Just the water truck coming right, by. Right. So the first time the super late models came out and hit the track, the pure joy that he had and and he won't stop now like if he knows i'm hooking up the broadcast trailer dad you go to the racetrack you want to go to the racetrack can i go to the racetrack i'll go to the racetrack the last time we went i found him in the pasture seat of the pickup truck he's opened the door got up there i'm not leaving this where i'm going so (laughs) yeah and and you you but you you build those things with those Mm -hmm. kids and that's what you know we talk about all the things that are you know that have changed in society of how kids are and how you know the family structure isn't what it is go to a racetrack on saturday night you will still see family structure you will see competition you will see don't get me wrong there's there's bad decisions that are made at the racetrack too <laughs> but there's a heck of a lot mm-hmm. of good decisions and at least you know you know where your kid is at when you're there with them so um yeah i'm i'm blessed that i well, I, I don't know if I'm blessed. Depends on how he gets addicted. Um, I'm hoping he ends up crewing for somebody, not you might driving. Need, you might need a third or fourth job. <laughs> that's that's the fear right there. We're gonna have to get a Powerball ticket. <laughs> or a cameraman, that would be a good. Yeah, if he wants yeah. to run a camera, we're we got a we got a spot for him right away. <laughs> got a job for him, right? But uh, so yeah, I, I think I think you're exactly right. And that's one thing I was gonna say is I i love the checks that we present now but it's one thing that i miss about the trophies and giving out trophies and i know to a driver a lot of times a trophy means nothing i get that but so many drivers got so good at going back to the front stretch and finding a kid and giving that trophy mm-hmm. and and the the power in that if any promoter is listening bring back trophies because the power in that when that kid goes back to elementary school next week and says, oh, my gosh, my parents took me to Brownstown Speedway and I got this trophy. And Six other kids are going to want to go. They're going home and telling mom and dad, I got to go to the racetrack. In the long run. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, you know, those kind of things are huge um, in hooking those kids to keep coming back. So I, I, would, lo- I would love to see the fast dash come back myself. That was always my one as a kid. I lived when the four fastest guys rolled out and th- they raced for a trophy. Right trophy dash yeah. yeah you know four fastest cars. nothing else just yeah. for the trophy we yeah. did that one night you did yeah, yeah. Stocks, i was gonna uh, say you did that for yeah the, we did the uh trophy dash it was to, awesome i was took, uh, took pictures uh had the cars pull down and like they used to yeah give them the checkered flag heat race winners used to get uh pictures taken after every win so. yeah they wouldn't get out of the car they would just hold the checkered flag mm-hmm. you know and stop it was, there so yeah that we're, we're, means we're getting old doesn't it man we're we're, <laughs> we're getting nostalgic i turned 50 this year brother i'm old so (laughs) dustin reminds me often yeah yeah he's still the pup right so curtis before we take off though i do want to go back obviously if anybody's just now joined us you and darla own pewter hall yes right there in brownstown um the go-to place for events for catering if somebody's listening looking to book an event you know wedding reception family reunion corporate event whatever it may be how they get in contact with you and remind them what all you guys can offer phone number we are all on facebook uh pewter hall on facebook phone number 812-358-0919 and um yeah we're in the i don't even know if there is a phone book anymore <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah google pewter hall it'll, it'll come up uh, give us a call we like to talk 
to folks in person. Uh, you can email us, um, website, pewterhall.com. Uh, by all means, we uh, would like to speak to you and uh, help you out and plan your next event. Uh, proud location of the Brownstown Speedway Home Banquet. Home of the Brownstown right. Speedway Awards Banquet. Yes. yes. And, a, and a, a beautiful location. Yes. And it's beautiful by itself, but when you guys decorate it and get it set up for an event, it always looks fabulous. Well, thank so. you. And the Brownstown Speedway Banquet, um, that's something we look forward to every every year in January, getting everybody back together. And uh, it's kind of like a family reunion, you know. And it's kind of uh, cool, you know. the track. You know, so. we, we're done in October. We all get to get together in January again, and that kind of holds you over till we, we all show back up in March. Right. And so, you, right. I mean, you do good with that right there. It's And we enjoy the event. Uh, we have just as much fun and uh, always enjoy seeing the drivers and their families. And uh, Mark and Jamie with their presentation, we always look forward to that. Oh, and yeah. uh, it's just a, a, a good event all the way around. And, Clegg, if you're listening, remember earlier we said we got interrupted discussing Fireball earlier. So this this banquet will pick up that conversation again, um, see how far we can get into it. I'll try to be a more lenient dad. <laughs> but, Cowboy, I, I'll say it again, man. We appreciate you and everything that you do for the sport. Um, I, I know that our drivers realize, mm-hmm. you know, how important you are and special you guys are for what you do for racing. Uh, but from us, thank you. Um, we appreciate everything you do and continue to push the sport and appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us tonight. Before we get off here, though, uh, I want to – normally you've got drivers in Victory Lane thanking yeah. our sponsors, right? Well, me as a sponsor, I want to thank our drivers. Hey, that's oh, a great go, idea. Man. I love Good it. Job. Simply because um, – with the way things have gone these guys put our name on their car this year for zero dollars that's not, amazing you see you see our name on the cars this year i did not have one of these guys hit me up for money this year they know we've been in a spot so that's unbelievable they, they've they've put our name on the cars this year for no money just because we've supported them in the past and they've support they're supporting us this year so i want to thank um, Derek Clegg, Webley, Brandon Carr, Tyler Kane, Jeremy Owens, Zach Stalker, Brad Irwin. Those guys, um, we've supported them in the past. We've sponsored their cars. And, again, it may be as simple as T-shirts, hats, buy a tire here and there. We do what we can to help these guys. These are our buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they, these guys are stand-up guys. They, they, they sponsored us this year, if you will. So That's I awesome. want to say I want to shout out to them and say thank you guys. I appreciate you guys more than you know. That that is that is so cool and so, awesome. And That's the Brad Irwin, about. good to hear you're he's back on the men, so he was picking some sweet corn and Golly, <laughs> so he's had a rough way to go too. So. He, he has. So uh glad to see he's back on the men. But that is a that is a very special group of guys right there yep. for sure. Yep, we appreciate him. All right, guys. Well I We appreciate you, Cowboy. And again, check out Pewter Hall. Get in touch with them for all your event needs. And uh, we'll be back next week right here. Same place, same time. Thanks, guys.